So about maybe two months ago, that it came up on Facebook in one of the groups going, hey, has anybody heard um, about waste management contacting the neighbours to the proposed Spring Hill um, landfill? It's not technically Spring Hill. It's in, they're actually putting it into the forest behind Spring Hill. Um, and I was just down there. I was working on some other stuff, and I just thought, look, I'll make a group. And somebody said to me, oh, you know, because I know I'm, I've been involved with a lot of stuff. And I said, look, I'll make a group and people can get talking. And that led to uh, the initial meeting of a group of local neighbours, mm. of which I'm close. I'm, I'm not an immediate neighbour, but I'm close. And listening to basically the treatment of those neighbours by the um, Beijing Capital Waste Management um, representatives. Mm. And a lot of fear, a lot of anger, um, very, very unhappy with the way that they were not informed but told, tough, get on with it. Yeah. And so there was a lot of people that were very, very unhappy, not just with what was happening, but also the attitude and the demeanour of how it was delivered. You know, there was no, you know, there's some some people there lived there for a long time, and there's a lot of a lot of disrespect felt as well. So we were dealing with some very raw emotions. Um, from there, it was decided that as more and more people started approaching me, because obviously it became a little bit of a de facto front man on this, that the first public meeting was to be held, and we, we just threw it out on Facebook, very narrow focus. We didn't public boost it. We didn't do anything. We just, just wanted to see if anybody was watching. And we had over 130 people to the first one. And from there, the, there were three questions asked at that initial meeting. It was one, do we all ignore it and go home? Two, do we try and work with the Chinese government um, with this? Or do we fight it with everything we've got? Every single person in that room said we fight it with everything we've got. All right. Now, Dave, why? Yeah. I mean, we have to get rid of rubbish somewhere. These guys run a legitimate business. Uh, they say that they're going to do it uh, in a safe way, and uh, they run many other tips up and down uh, the country. Why yeah. fight it? So one, one of the biggest things that for me was... I have to look at this very factually. Now, the first thing I know is about the dome is we went to their open day, and the first thing that struck me straight away was the lack of information I'm actually given. Um, several points were not shown on their maps, and what they're claiming was, was not actually possible. Now, for you to say, for somebody to come out and say, let's just take the liner, for instance. Mm. Now, they're saying it's the same liner they use at Redfile, but we know there's leakages already at Redfile. So they're going to say it's the same liner they use at Redfile. And there is leakages that we know about. 
then how can you say it's 100 percent safe? Okay, and your big con- your big concern and your big concern is that the dome actually feeds the Hotea River, which feeds the Kaipara, yeah. and you've got the fish stocks in the Kaipara, and so you know it is actually a high water table, high Correct. location for the tip, and so any leachates are then driven by gravity down into the Kaipara. Is that your problem? And which which the, the the problem we seem to face at the moment is because everybody thinks it's a Wellsford issue, and Wellsford's not really thought highly of in the general consensus. Mm. But if I, t- if I was to tell you that everybody who fishes off the West Coast is going to have poison in their fish and you're going to wipe out most of your fish stocks, now you're starting to affect New Zealand. Is it fair that the rubbish that you feed from central areas and other and Whangarei, and, and let's be brutally honest, this is actually going to be rubbish coming down from Whangarei is going to feed into that. It's going to poison. You know, we, we've, okay. just had uh. our, we've just had our new water the the town source water borehole dam, which is in the flood zone for where they're looking at building this. So what you're now doing is you're going to contaminate the town water supply. All right, now, all right, now, Dave. I've got. I can give you another sixty to ninety seconds. Not a problem. And tell me why you are not NIMBYs and why this shouldn't go ahead. So say that again. I missed that first bit. Uh, tell me how you're not NIMBYs, not in my backyard. You know. Um, and why you, we should go against this tip? There's no reason for a landfill full stop. Auckland Council has a target of 2040 for zero waste. There is burning stations that are actively used from Western Europe, Sweden, and all the major countries that will burn burn the rubbish and leave zero output into the, the atmosphere. I've also been been in touch with a company that is building one of these already, and they want. The Auckland rubbish. Mm. So why do another landfill, which is going to create an environmental disaster? Why don't we just use the procedures that are coming through? Instead of thinking in the dark ages of old technology, why are we not looking at new technology? Why can we not build a burning station on top of Redville? Why why don't we use why can they not build one on a contaminated industrial site already? At the end of the day, the dome forest, one of the biggest things worldwide is a protection of forest, protection of uh, oxygen-creating areas, and you're going to cut down a major part of a forest that cleans up the carbon and all this and the other. And it's pretty, it's part of the tourist trail. All right, Dave. It's part of the tourist trail. I know. You're going to put a rubbish dump. Yeah.